My podcast this week is an English actor and a painter. And what a painter and what an actor. He's been in all sorts of television shows, but one you will always remember. He was one of the greatest baddies, Pat Phelan, in Coronation Street. The only thing is, he killed one of my best friends, Les Dennis. Never forgive him for that. Connor is a fascinating man from Toxteth in Liverpool. Never forgets his roots. Have a listen, my podcast with Connor McIntyre. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not thrilled. I am delighted at this guest. I've only met this gentleman a couple of times, but well, you know, when you relate to somebody as a person, when you find out that they're not the big star, that they're actually level, and then where we're sitting now, looking over at Toxteth, where I think this young man came from, uh, he is an English actor, he is an incredible painter, a beautiful artist with a very interesting style of painting and we're going to be talking about that and how he actually got involved with painting more so through Coronation Street he played Pat Phelan to me and I've watched every single episode from day one of Coronation Street he is one of the top five if not the top two ever villains on Coronation Street I am delighted to say on the other end of the line and he's in his studio somewhere in the country Conan McIntyre hello Conan Hello, Pete. How are you? Oh. <laughs> Thank you for that wonderful uh, uh, and very kind introduction. It came from my heart. It came from my heart because it is Bless true. You, it is true. Bless you, Bless Give you. us a flavour of who you are from when you left Liverpool. Gosh, there's a big question, Pete. You know, it's late, it's late in the day on Sunday. <laughs> give, me, give, give me that question again. Give me a picture of uh, who I am. Well, I'll tell you who I am. I'm probably one of the luckiest people in the world. So I've never really had a, a very clear direction. I've just sort of bumbled into things as I've gone. However, I will say, I always have my eyes and my ears open to go. I've always been inquisitive, so I've always had my eyes and ears open to go, oh, that's interesting. I wonder what that is. For example, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. you know me as an actor, and I didn't start acting until I was 31, I think. Uh, I'm bumbling into a theatre uh, down here in Plymouth, where I live. So that started that journey. And then much later up the road, whilst I was uh, whilst I began doing um, Pat Phelan on Coronation Street, I uh, I sort of bumbled into an art class as an acting exercise. It was something a painter had said to me some time ago about the way he approached painting, which intrigued me. So I bumbled into a painting class, and of course, that changed the direction of my life again. So it's been a series of, the, uh, of happy uh, accidents, if you like. So that is a picture of, I suppose, a sketch of who I am. That's, I also work quite hard as well, Pete. <laughs> that's interesting you say that because I love on the show, after 50 years of doing it on radio, it gives people hope who are sitting out there wondering where their life's going to go. And you have given another picture that it can happen to anybody, can't it? I can absolutely. I am the king of the... Uh, uh, um, my uh, mum, my God rest her soul, would always say, always the wrong way round with you, lad. You always do things the wrong way around. Uh, God rest her, I I can hear her saying that from above going, we couldn't get you into school, we couldn't get the police to get you into school, Uh, and then finally at 50 you decide to go to school. So if I I represent 
and I represent very little, I think, but and I, and I don't think I'm extraordinary in any way. Um, if I kind of a, I, I, I'm an example of anything, is that it actually is never too late. So even for people who let's say, let's say let, let's say you know acting, I mean that's quite late to kind of bumble into a theatre and then start the whole you know thing going where you start turning up for play readings. You make yourself available with yeah. things. You get yeah. involved with things. Yeah. So it takes some time to then start, you know, working through that and then do some theatre and you're learning actually on the job as it were. And then your first bit to telly, say like The Bill or London's Burning or, I mean, that, you know, that landscape has changed a little bit now. But so it is about getting involved. So I am the, uh, I, I, I am the, uh, I'm, a, I'm a good example of it's never too late because now I find myself amusingly enough, um, uh, you know, because I did, I did my DA first class uh, honors. I did two years of art history alongside that, and then went on to do my masters. So the first session on Coronation Street, I was in the middle of yeah. my degree, and then when I finished the first interview, uh, remember the Anna Windas story. I came back, finished my degree, went on to do my masters, and a week after I finished my masters, or roughly. Yeah. Coronation Street called me and said, would you like to come back and do some more? So, two things there. I get involved with things, and and, and, and the second thing, and most importantly, you need a bit of luck. Yeah. Connor, uh, we'll yeah. talk about uh, your art side in a moment, but I've got to say, you were, and I, what I love about you as an actor, you have the most, you, yes, you've got a script, but and a beautifully written script, but you then got to deliver. You were menacing as Pat Phelan. Did you ever think when you first started with Pat as a character, did you ever think it was going to go as big as it went? I don't think anybody could have uh, predicted uh, uh, that piece. I, I, I'll tell you what I will say. Um, going back to my good luck, you need a couple of things in place for that to happen. Because as you may or may not know, Jan McVerry uh, got the Tony Warren Award at the Soap Awards this year. Now, it's very difficult to get me out of the studio these days, but when they said, would you come and present this for Jan, I said, are you kidding? Of course I will. Yeah. Um, so she was the lady who wrote, uh, wrote Pat Feeling initially. So it starts off in that way, and I think maybe an actor's job is to deliver, particularly in that circumstance, something then that's not in the script, to offer up the writer's options. So we had two fearless uh, uh, producers, uh, uh, last one being Kate Oates, because she took a lot of flack about uh, um, uh, Pat Phelan. You know, oh, it's too dark, it's this, it's that. Um, so, she, you know, she, she was prepared to go with it. And, of course, the writing team, and I don't want to appear falsely modest, but no matter how good you are as an actor, I think, well, for me anyway, it resides entirely in the writing. So you're writing what you say. I have to go and deliver, um, and, uh, uh, you, you know, and maybe deliver what's not on the yeah, page, yeah, yeah. the stuff in the silences. So I give, uh, and always have to give, give, and of course, Jan's a, Jan's a, a, a Liverpool girl as well. So it was, too, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a, a really, a really nice bit. So thank you, but I, I give enormous credit to yeah. the, to the writing teams on college. Connor. To answer your question, Pete. Yeah. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. What I was going to say was, Connor, the, the thing, and funny enough, um, somebody put it on social media today when they knew you were coming on the show. They said, mm. I used to stand behind the couch. You really <laughs> did bring a new dimension in soap. Yeah. You broke yeah. another yeah. stage in soap. And nobody yeah. can ever take that from you, Connor. Thank you. Thank you, Pete. And can I just say one, one thing, one thing about that, if I may? I think. For me, the attraction and what the writers really pulled off with Pat Feeling, it wasn't a one-dimensional growling body. Yeah, no. He had a whole three dimensions to him, and you'd see him with Eileen. It'd be you'd see him with the kids. He was just a, you know, he was a, he was not a well man if we can put it that way. Yeah. And when you know when his when his brain turned, so I think they created a fully rounded character. Yeah. Um, because people would stop me in the street. It wasn't like the normal, oh, you say, it was, look, just stop it now. <laughs> because we, we, we can see, we can see this, uh, the really good person trying to get out. Just stop what you're doing now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you crossed the line for me when you killed Les Dennis. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's never, he's never forgiven me. My, never. My friend, my, my friend Les, of course, the irony was we sharing a dressing room then. Oh. And the episode that he died uh, uh, in uh, was on his birthday. Yeah. I said, "I'm so, uh, I'm so sorry about this, Les, but let's make it, uh, let's make it a humdinger of a scene." And I think, uh, oh, I think, uh, I think it was, I it was indeed. It was, yeah. And then you went on um, with Les and yeah. broke every box office record as Ugly Sisters in Panto. It, that, it, who'd have ever thought of that? That was a great piece of writing, putting you two together there. Yeah, it was a great idea. And actually, all credit to Les Dennis's partner, Claire Hesseltine, the magnificent Claire Hesseltine. It was her idea. Apparently, her and Les were at a show uh, somewhere, and I think it was a kudos show. And she said, listen, wouldn't it be a good idea? So I think it was Claire that actually pitched it. But Les is, you know, Les is, uh, you know, the ultimate professional. Well, and I must tell you, this is another thing, I guess, going back to what we were speaking about earlier, Pete, about uh, taking a chance and opportunities and never thinking it's too late. Because Les called me and he said, um, can you sing? I said, no idea. He said, can you dance? I said, no idea. He said, well, <laughs> you better give it a whirl because I've just pitched us for the two ugly sisters. And of course, uh, we went to do it at Manchester Opera House, you know, right across the road from uh, Corey's original studio. So, and it was a revelation to me. And, and it's, you know, you, you know, you know that business inside and out, but of course, absolute revelation, the whole, the, the whole thing for me, you know. So, but what was flattering, okay. Connor, and this is how much Les loves you and how professional mm -hmm. he is. He yeah. gave you and fed you the lines and he didn't try and outstage you. He brought that to life with this yeah. new character and it was yeah. like you'd done it forever. And the wonderful thing was people came from all over the country to see it. It did the yeah. most ridiculous box office. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was great fun. Of course, uh, we couldn't help but chuckle because 
I think a couple of a couple of months before I was villain of the year, and of course me and Les went on to to win the best ugly sisters yeah. at the Great British Dancehall <laughs> Awards. I mean, who knew? I, you know, uh, who knew? But Les is Les is he's so steeped yeah. in the business. Yeah. So in indeed. terms of mentoring me through that, because I, I'm serious, you know, it's a whole as you know, well, oh, it's yes. a different language. Yeah, but people who sneer about Panto, I say, oh, get real, because I would say to Les. Why is this funny? <laughs> yeah. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, and so yeah, yeah. I, I learned I, I learned that language, of course, with the great comic uh, uh, Ben Nicholas, and so uh, so it was a good, it was a yeah great experience, fantastic. If you've just joined us, I'm talking to Conor McIntyre, who is an actor, and we're going to talk about art in a second. Were you in turmoil when you were doing Coronation Street and doing your master's and doing your degree? Was that not difficult because you were learning scripts, you were doing that? Was it hard to play the game? Well, it's interesting because, as you you know, it was a slow burn feeling as you went. I, as I said earlier, I don't think anybody envisaged how how big that would go. So the first the first shenanigans, if you like, were with uh, that wonderful. Uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Impulse and Davis, you know, and he came asking for money. So it was a kind of drip, drip. So, and I, 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 I'm prolific at work. So I'm, I'm actually quite a good student. I learn not because I'm, not because I'm clever. I just, I, I know I'm not that clever. So I work extra hard at it. So, and and so it, this was during my BA. So they were like. Uh, weekly or fortnightly visits to Coronation Street. So, and I would I would fly up from here and stay over. And of course, I'd completed my masters by the time they called me up right. for the second stint, which was full on because it wouldn't I, it wouldn't have been manageable uh, after that. So the timing. In terms of my good luck again, the timing yeah. couldn't have been better. Yeah, I've got to say, um, we've spoken about this earlier, and I'll say it now publicly. Um, I I love art. I don't understand art, but I love <laughs> art, and I know what I like. When I first saw some of your work, I didn't like it. I, I understood mm -hmm. what it was about, but I didn't like mm -hmm. it. Now, mm -hmm. you've gone into me. When those pictures you've been sending me, um, you've gone into a different direction. How would you describe your style of art? Because it is so in your face and fabulous. Thanks, Pete. I think if, if you're referring to... Um, so I, I would describe myself, first of all, I come from figurative art and for without sounding too pretentious, it's representational art, things that look like things. Portraiture, for example, is where it came from. But I quickly discovered... Uh, as much as I love that kind of work, that in my heart and soul, I'm an abstract painter. And I know that people are suspicious about, you know, abstraction. Well, what does it mean? What's it for? And so on. I think those, uh, I, I, I think uh, it is difficult to say, well, what does that bed of flowers mean? You know, it's uh, if you enjoy working that way where the outcomes are not so sure, either you work with color or structure or whatever. So you find your voice in your art, if you like. And um, I quickly discovered that in, in my heart and soul, I was an abstract painter that I, I like the world of ideas. Uh, I like to uh, provoke feelings and thoughts with paints and with glazes. But if it's, I think you're referring to uh, um, the most recent body of work, which yeah. I've just finished a show called Funny Weather, yeah. 
Well, I'm so uh, irritated. It's a very mild way of putting this present state of play politically, socially, worldwide. Now, I don't care what kind of artist you are, whether you write plays, whether you write music, you know, whatever your art form is. I think at some stage you have to respond to the world around you. You have to almost record a response to what's happening. Neither good nor bad, you know, to, to, to actually say, well, this is how I feel about how things are going on. Now, those people from the North, we would describe it in our most generous terms, in our most laconic way. Um, it's right funny weather at the moment, isn't it? Nobody knows which way is up. Nobody knows what's going on. This is the truth of it. Uh, and so I felt I, I, I wanted to say something about that. And hopefully the paintings are not too, for anyone who's interested, they're out there on my website and so on. But it's the Funny Weather series. I mean, it's a, there's a carnivalesque feeling about the work. And that's how I see the state of not only domestic politics, but world health. There's a carnival. It's a dark carnival as well. So that's, that's, the, underpinning, that's the underpinning for that body of work. Connor, when you're an yeah. actor, when you're an actor, yeah. we get, yeah. and same as me in my industry as well, on, on my side, the entertainment side, we get an awful lot of rejection. And you have to be a very hard person to go into the world of acting. <laughs> Is it the same as a painter? Yes. Yeah. It's the it's short answer. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Uh... Is it harder than uh, the rejection of acting? I wouldn't say that. I think if I, 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 bearing in mind, I came to the, and I'm still trying to figure my uh, 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 way home with the, with the painting. I think as with an actor, no matter which way you go, it's maybe 20 years or something, or a musician then an instrument, I think 20 years before you hit the group. But the rejection is the same. I make paintings and I put them into you know, competitions or I put them up for shows. So you get more no's than yeses, but... It was like that when I started acting too, you know. In fact, I used to pin all my rejection letters, or Pete, in my office. Everyone that said, no, no, no. I used to pin them on the wall and I'd say, right, you're getting two letters next week. <laughs> I think it is, and you know you know yourself, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, if I could say one thing about it, don't take it personal. No. No, it's difficult, though, really, not to take it personal. Not to take it personal. And to, if you really have a passion for something, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep doing, uh, you know, uh, uh, as much as you can, of course, you have to have circumstances after right, but just yeah. keep going. Connor, isn't it interesting that um, quite a few actors around the world um, paint, and the two that have jumped in my mind, who sadly are not longer no longer with us, uh, Anthony Quinn and uh, Tony Curtis, they were both artists. There's a lot of people that use their acting abilities to put it onto canvas, don't they? They do. It's uh, it's funny you bring it up. I mean, there's a long list: Lennon Cohen, Bob Dylan. These, are, I mean, Bob Dylan not long had a, a fairly major show in London. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I see it as uh, in incomplete uh, sympathico with each other. It makes the most sense in the world. Ironically, I think the the painting comes out of the things that you can't say: the non-verbal communication. 
So, you know, in great CSR or great uh, a drama of any kind, usually the main communication comes in the silences. Composers say that as well, don't they? It's about, actually, it's about outside of the notes and everything. Yeah. It's about the silences in between. So non-verbal communication. It's no surprise to me that, uh, that actors really like to paint. Yeah. Connor, does acting yeah. run alongside painting in the respect that sometimes you can't rehearse, you can't take in the scripts, and you have to have a rest? Is it the same with painting? I haven't felt that yet, but I'm sure it is. I'm sure you can get. I'm sure you can get there. And like with most things, even if it's uh, you know athletics or whatever your thing is, I think. A period of reflection is important in both of those, in all creative fields. Um, is that the question you're asking, Pete? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah, find yeah. it fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Jimmy McGovern has been quite open about it. He's had yeah. now two years yeah. writer's block. Two years yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, in comparison to the work that Jimmy's produced, it's minuscule. Yes. <laughs> I said that to him. That's exactly what I said to him. Do, do you know what I mean? And, 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 and if you treated a racehorse the same way and kept it going, 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 you'd soon kill it, right? So and I, I, think, I think you can't keep going to the well and expect because Jimmy, Jimmy never misses. So I have some idea about his level of engagement yeah, to yeah, produce yeah. that kind of work. So I, I, I hope he rests for as yeah. long as he needs to. And don't worry about the writer's blocks, Jimmy. Yeah. Connor, yeah. without discussing yeah. money, is it difficult yeah. to price a painting? You've done a piece. And yeah. is it difficult to say, I want X pounds for that? It's not, it's not difficult for me. I guess what's difficult is... Um, I guess what's difficult is that painting somewhere else might, might, might generate this or might generate that. There's all kinds of speculation about it, but I'm, I'm, my, my needs are fairly simple, uh, Peter. I haven't got a lifestyle to maintain. I need to keep my studio operating. I need to keep myself uh, fed. And I'm, I'm a worker, so, you know, I'm, I'm doing a, uh, we're doing a low-budget feature uh, in Liverpool the next couple of weeks. Hopefully there'll be a few little bits of other work. So really, at this point, the acting supports the art, the, right. the art, yeah. until until the art can support can support itself. I mean, I have people that buy my paintings, yeah, of course. But um, is it difficult to ask for the money, Pete? Is that the question? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> look, I just uh, one of my favourite answers to uh, I think it was somebody asked Mark Rothko, how long did that painting take you to make? He said 34 years. Right, yes. Because that's how long he's been yeah. painting for, yeah. right? Yeah. And when you roll in all the experience, all the, and the money materials, studios, education, yeah, that's how long it took. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I understand that. So if I was coming to yeah. your studio to buy a painting and I, yes. I want to discuss this painting with you, do you yes. speak to me as Connor or does Pat Phelan appear? <laughs> <laughs> That's a that's a that's a that's a really good question. Actually, I, at this at this, at this show, um, I've just had it because it, it's a really interesting question. Um, at this show, I've just had a a couple that had turned up, and the lady had contacted me through social media and said, oh, "Will you be there on this day?" I said, "I'm there every day," and to talk about the painting. So please. So um, I could tell she she dragged her she dragged her husband along, right? So 
he's he's coming in. He's not. He's not because she's a Collie fan, not yeah, necessarily yeah, a Pension yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so they come in. So, um, we start talking and uh, about about Coronation Street uh, mainly. Me, 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 and this chap's wife. So he's off looking at the painting. Then he came to me and said. These are great paintings," he said. "I've really, I'm really glad I came because wow. when Jane, when Jane had said to me, "Well, we're going to see this uh, soap actor's paintings," he was like, "Oh no, oh god, I've got to go and see." But that lady couldn't get past the Pat Feeling thing. Right, that's she didn't really enjoy the paintings because she was a bit transfixed. Yeah, that yeah. that she was because she's such a big fan of the show. As uh, she would, it, it yeah. really. She, no, she didn't have time to yeah. to to uh, to get. He didn't know me from Adam, so he could just enjoy uh, uh, the paintings as as were. If you had does that answer your question? It does, Connor. Yeah. I've spent yeah, a yeah. lot of time with you tonight. I think we should finish off by saying we need somehow, somehow, and I'll talk to you to get an exhibition up here to see your work. I would love that. I would nothing. Nothing would give me greater pleasure than to show in my hometown. And it was really, it was really the next step. I've got an interesting body of work, and I'd like uh, I'd like the people of my my city to get a chance to see it if it's if it's if they're interested in paintings, you know. So, yeah, I'd love to talk to you about that piece. And to finish off, one more question yes. to yes. anybody listening now who is a frustrated artist: what advice? Yes, keep going everything you need to know in terms of techniques most of it is out there on youtube and you don't need fancy pens you don't need fancy paints you don't need fancy brushes all you need is to set yourself some time and engage it and again i can't I, 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 the same applies for musicians for for playwrights whatever your discipline is get involved and uh, and uh, keep going Connor McIntyre, you're a lovely human being. Thank you for talking to me. Bless you, Pete. Love you to hear you. I'm delighted to be on the show. Thank you so much. And if you enjoy that, we've got some great podcasts. Why not just subscribe? It's free. <laughs>